0: Welcome to Fortress of Faith with Tom Wallace, calling North America to repentance and revival. Well, we're back once again at the Corner of Truth and Courage. Thank you for joining us here today. We've been talking for the last couple of days about a presentation that I do in churches. It's a PowerPoint presentation. I've been doing this for a number of years now. And it came about as I started studying the eschatology of Islam. What I mean by that is their prophetic teachings that are attached to this religion, And within Islam, they teach that they're waiting for three people, the Mahdi, Isa, and the Dajjal. We'll break them down here in a few moments. When I started studying that, I thought, oh my goodness, wow, this is the book of Revelation in reverse. This is like rooting for the enemy, rooting for the man that we call the Antichrist, they refer to him as their mati, the things that he'll be doing. That's what they're rooting for. And his counterpart, religious figure, Isa, they're rooting for him. And the person that we refer to as the Messiah, they call him the false Messiah and the war against him. What an alarming discovery. And that caused me to go deeper into my studies about uh, Islam and how it fits biblical prophecy. And yesterday, I broke down to you where I see straight from the Bible where Islam, I call Islam without any apology. And, and this isn't an attack, a something just to degrade this religion that I oppose. No, it's just simply this is what Islam stands for, it is the Antichrist religion. And if you missed yesterday's broadcast, go to it. We talk about the five times the term Antichrist is used in the Bible. Each time it's referring to a doctrine. The Bible refers to this as the spirit of Antichrist. Antichrist, the way the Bible refers to it, is not a person. Rather, it is a belief, a teaching, a spirit, And the spirit of Antichrist is very clearly mentioned to us in in 1 John 4, uh, 3, and it talks about the denial of Jesus Christ as the Christ. In chapter 2, verse 22, not only does it deny Jesus his deity, but it also denies God being the Father. And let me read it to you. He that denieth that Jesus is the Christ, he is Antichrist that denieth the Father and the Son. There's only one religion on the face of this earth that denies God being the Father and Jesus being the Son of God, and that is Islam. It's only one religion, and that's Islam. And so according to the Bible definition of antichrist spirit and teaching, it's the denial of God being the Father and Jesus being the Son, and that fits only Islam. So therefore, I deduce and say and declare that Islam is the Antichrist religion. So then let's look to Islam more in future events and how that's going to you know, uh, fall out. And isn't this interesting that every nation around Israel today, that wants its destruction, is Islamic. It's all they're about. They want the destruction of Israel. And, and let me also say this, and you and I probably were raised the same way, uh, most of us in the Baptist faith or in the Protestant faith, we have been looking at the Catholic Church where the Antichrist will come from. Well, show me, you know, tell me, explain, please, please share with me how the Catholics uh, deny God the Father and deny God the Son. They don't. That, that's one of their foundation teachings, is the Trinity, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Uh, They may be wrong about a number of things, but they are certainly right there. This biblically does not fit the Catholic Church. and as I said also a day or two ago, that I see a union forming between the Catholic Church and the Muslim faith. And so I see they'll be unified, I believe, in the last days after the rapture. Many of them will not, sadly, be going up in the rapture. They have been following a false teaching of Christianity. And the Bible warned us there would be false prophets and wolves in sheep's clothing and false teaching. And folks, salvation is not by works. Sadly, that's what the Catholic Church has been teaching and still teaches and continues to teach. And salvation is by grace through faith alone. So let's get into now the three figures that Muslims are looking for. Now, by the way, these teachings are not clearly going to be found in the Quran. In fact, they're not none of them are in the Quran. No prophetic teaching is actually found there. Where you find some of it will be in the Hadiths, the teachings of their prophet Muhammad, but it's very vague. Most of it is from their theologians through the years. This has kind of been an added on phenomena in their teachings. It doesn't come straight from their scriptures. They can't quote a lot of chapter and verse out of the Quran or out of the Hadiths with these things. They have to quote certain imams or scholars and so on there from what they have said and taught. But it is clear within their doctrines, and this is largely more in the what we call the Shia Muslim faith, the Shiites. They're very big into this more than the Sunnis. So the three people they're looking for, the Mahdi, that's their Messiah. He'll be the political leader. Isa, who is Jesus. Isa is, is the Muslim Jesus. He's referred to in the Quran many, many occasions there. And the Dajjal. The Dajjal is the one they call the false Messiah, and they'll make war with him. And as I said earlier, it's like looking at the book of Revelation but with a mirror. Opposite from where you and I, we see the enemy part, uh, that is the Antichrist, the false prophet. And then we see also our Messiah who they see as the enemy. Well, the ones we see as the enemy will be the Antichrist and the false prophet. And they are clearly uh, laid out for us in Revelation chapter 13. So let's go quickly through this. And by by the way, chapter 12, a little bit of setting there in chapter 12, very clearly you see there's a figure called the dragon. And the dragon, no doubt, is um, clearly explained for us in chapter 12, is the devil himself, is Satan. And we find in chapter 13, verse number 4, that the Antichrist, or rather this beast, the first beast, as he's called there, he is empowered by the dragon. And, uh, and he worships the dragon, verse 4 tells us. Verse 1 tells us that he's a blasphemer and he's an imposter. This is why we, I guess, why we call him the Antichrist, because he's not the real Messiah. He is an imposter uh, proclaiming to be the Messiah, the Mahdi, as, as they would call him. And in verse number eight, we will find that all people will worship him. In verse number 11, he leads, um, uh, it was when we get into the second beast. I'm not going to talk much about the first beast because, you know, there's been tons and tons and tons of teaching on on this uh, character. But let's look at the second beast for a moment. And we find him in verse 11. He leads the world to worship the first beast. And he'll make an idol to the first beast, and the idol will come alive. Verse uh, fifteen, and um, and uh, it will kill all those who will not worship the image of the first beast of the Antichrist. And then we see uh, that the fu- that the uh, beast will also oversee the mark of the beast being placed on all mankind, uh, as we you know always refer to that as the six six six. Now. Uh, So this is the religious figure, and this is the Muslim Isa. You see, they're looking for a political figure and a religious figure to come. One will rule the world politically. The other will lead the worship of the world, and they believe this will be the Jesus of the Quran, and he will do three things. There's three things that Isa will do, and I just want to more put our attention on him. Uh, He'll abolish Jizya. He'll break every cross, and he'll kill every pig. So let's take a little bit of time to explain explain what the Jizya is. It got into the news a whole lot about four or five years ago when ISIS had taken uh, a lot of the limelight and the media, and and, uh, we were talking a lot about what they were doing. And they were taking Christians in Syria some they were beheading and crucifying and and um, persecution of, of Christians, but then others they did not persecute because these Christians submitted to the Muslims and paid jizya. What is jizya? Jizya is a an extortion tax. It is paying tribute in a way to a foreign occupying force so you can stay alive. And this was the teaching that Muhammad had given to his disciples in Chapter Nine of the Quran, which was the last chapter given. And I know I've talked about this on a number of occasions, and some of you have listened to this broadcast; you've you've heard this before. Uh, but um, the you know the way we learn is through repetition, and many people that are maybe listening today have this is their first time. So let's go through it in Chapter Nine. Uh, Every chapter of the Quran, 114 chapters, begins with the Bismillah, Allah, the Most Beneficent and the Most Merciful. And there's one chapter it's not there, and that's Chapter Nine. Muhammad's on his deathbed here, and it's in the ninth place because it's the large one of the larger chapters. But this is the uh, because the larger chapters are in the front, smaller chapters are in the back. But Muhammad is actually dying at this point, and uh, and he is giving pretty much his last sermon, and he proclaims to uh, the Muslim world that now Christians are mushkaroons. We're now polytheists. Before, he said we were closest to their faith, and now he turns on us in chapter 9, and uh, because we worship three gods, God the Father, God the Son, and Mary. Yeah, you heard me right. Um, Muhammad didn't know our religion very well, apparently, but he thought that we worshiped three gods and I guess he was familiar with Catholics, but, uh, um, and so now we're Mushkaroon's and he's encouraging them to go after Christians. So they've been going after Jews. They've, they've robbed and stole, uh, stole everything that they could in Arabia. There's nothing left to pillage. And now they are going to go after the wealth of Christians and Jews in Syria. And he says in, in, in chapter 9, verse 29, Fight those who believe not in Allah, nor the last day, nor hold that forbidden which has been forbidden by Allah and his messenger, even if they be the people of the book. The people of the book is an expression well over, I haven't counted, I need to do this one day, but uh, well over 60 times. And the people of the book are the, uh, are the Christians and the Jews. Fight them, even if they're the people of the book, until they pay jizya, with willing submission and feel themselves subdued or humiliated. And the idea here is that we're going to now live off the backs of the Christians and Jews. You fight them until they submit to pay jizya. Well, Esau, when he comes, he'll abolish the jizya. He'll break every cross and kill every pig. That's a reference to killing the Christians and the Jews. And so and how do I know that? Because that's exactly what the Muslim scholars interpret this. Okay, so I'm only telling you what they tell us, what they tell their people, what this means. And so the Mahdi will rule the world as a dictator. Isa will rule the religion. He'll tell the Christians that you've been listening to the false teaching of Christianity. I'm the true Christ. And you will turn to Islam or die. No more jizya. You can't pay and buy your way out of this. There's no more choices. Either become Muslim or die. No more half measures given to you. Tomorrow when we come back, we've been talking about the who's. Tomorrow we'll talk about the where when we get into the great whore. So join us then at the corner of truth and courage. God bless you.